Hello there, my name is Danny Yeoman, wild bird expert for Pets Corner and developer of Peter and Paul Bird Foods. Welcome to the next of a number of podcasts detailing some of the amazing birds that we see and feed in our garden. Every week we'll be looking at a different bird and this week we'll be looking at the sensational Red Star. A crisp hoo-it and a flash of orange amongst the hedgerow is a sure sign that Red Starts are about. These stunning birds are summer visitors to Britain, arriving in April and heading south in August and September to spend the winter in the Saal Zone, a strip of land running across the width of Africa immediately south of the Sahara Desert. The male red start, the name start incidentally derives from the Anglo-Saxon word for tail, is one of the most handsome and striking breeding birds. It's about the size of a robin, but looks slimmer with a black mask, white forehead, grey head and constantly quivering orange tail. It was this colour and the habit of tail trembling that gave the Red Star one of its many folk names, Firetail. To see them at their best, go to the airy oak woods of Western England, Wales and Scotland, where the plainer females brood their sky blue clutches in holes in trees or walls. When the male arrives back from Africa, he sings loudly from April to June. The song begins with several strident phrases, but never quite delivers on its initial promise, and quickly fades away in a jumble of notes. The Victorian naturalist W. H. Hudson summed it up when he wrote, Its strain is only a prelude of the song, a promise never performed. Hudson may have thought that the Red Start song was short and unfulfilled, but it was a very welcome spring sound to the soldier, poet and ornithologist John Buxton, who was captured in the ill-fated Norway campaign of 1940 and held prisoner in Germany for the remaining five years of the Second World War. One April morning he observed a pair of Red Starts flitting in out of the POW camp and decided to watch their movements on a daily basis throughout the coming breeding season. Enlisting his fellow inmates of observers, he built up the most detailed portrait of nesting behaviour ever achieved, obtaining fascinating insights into these little birds' lives, which after the war he published in his masterful paper on the species. More importantly, perhaps, Buxton and his fellow prison camp ornithologists also discovered that watching birds was a key way of maintaining morale and sanity whilst incarcerated. We can share his wonder. In late summer, as red starts flitter south along the sunlit networks of hedgerows, we too can savour this fleeting sense of connection as their paths cross theirs. Red starts used to be part of the chat and thrush family, which includes blackbirds, robins and song thrushes, but now classified as an old world flycatcher. They're quite petite, only about the same size of a robin, and are similar in appearance to a robin. One comment suggesting a red star is like a ninja robin, with its striking black band across the front of its face. The males, however, are very smart in appearance, with an orange rump and chest, and a grey upper part covering on top. Females, to the contrary, are slightly duller, with less emphasis on such bright red colouring, a principal characteristic of the males.
Red start calls include the typical twick twick or twee tick tick or a plaintive hoo-it and a sharp twack. The song by the male is a sweet, melancholy series of two phrases. The first with clear whistling notes and the other with a mix of squeaks, hard and buzzing notes. It may utter several phrases per minute or a single continuous song. Although females rarely sing, they may make an aggressive call against intruders, which is a harsh warble. After mating, the male gives up his sweet song. Breeding occurs between April and July. The male red start arrives at this breeding site first and sets up a territory, followed by the female several days later. The male performs various courtship displays to attract a female, including crouching and facing potential mate with its wings raised and the tail fanned, displaying the bright orange-red coloration. It will also show off potential nest sites to the female by perching on or near possible nest holes. The nest is typically placed one to six metres above the ground in a hole in the tree, an old stump among rocks or in a wall or building or a nest box. The nest is usually a loose cup of grass, roots, moss and other vegetation lined with hair and feathers. The female common red star generally lays a clutch of 5 to 7 eggs, which are incubated for 12 to 14 days. The chicks remain on the nest for around 12 to 15 days before they fledge, and are dependent on the adults for a further 10 to 14 days after leaving the nest. Northern and southern populations of the red star exhibit different breeding strategies, with populations at more northerly latitudes raising a single clutch per breeding season, compared with two clutches in the more southern part of the species range. Adults and larvae of a wide variety of invertebrates make up the majority of the common red star's diet, or they will also feed on berries, fruit and seeds. It typically forages from bushes or the lower branches of trees, flying out to pick prey items from the ground and returning to the perch to feed. It very rarely probes or searches in leaf litter. The common red star also makes short sallies after flying insects and will also pick prey from trunks, branches and leaves, sometimes hovering briefly near vegetation to seek out prey. Now red starts wouldn't be a common garden visitor, but they do occasionally use feeders and bird tables, usually when they're either fattening up before migration south, or when they have just arrived in this country and need to refuel. If you are lucky enough to see them in the garden, then Peter and Paul in full song is your best chance of tempting them. We've all got a garden bird favourite, haven't we? And for a lot of people that bird would be the robin. You might even buy live or dried mealworms as a treat for your special robin friend. It's a lovely thing to do and I'd never discourage it, but it's worth asking yourself have you got everything else they need nutritionally in your garden? 
Robins are omnivores. They do have an insectivorous portion of their diet, so feeding mealworms fulfills this need in their diet, but they also require fruit and special tonic seeds as part of a balanced diet. Can your robin find these in your garden? And I do say your garden because, as you might already know, robins are territorial. They fiercely guard their small territories from other robins and won't enter another robin territory on pain of death. So if you want to keep your robins fit and healthy, you should be making sure you are feeding everything a robin needs. Peter and Bull in full song. And if you do feed in full song, you won't just be helping your robin, but a whole host of other wonderful songbirds in your garden. Blackbird, song thrush, dunnock, and maybe, just maybe, a red start to name but a few. This mix contains, like all Peter and Paul seed mixes, no filler seeds. Seeds like wheat, naked oats and groats, as these can clog up feeders and offer little nutritionally to your garden birds. And like all Peter and Paul seed mixes, Infosong has added Nutravio, a unique and natural seed coating which is a digestible energy source that inhibits bacterial growth. Nutravio can help prevent wild birds picking up common bugs, things like Salmonella and E. coli. Peter and Paul seed mixes have been created to promote normal behaviour of birds, encouraging them to sift and to sort, but also benefit from a more complete style of meal. Remember, if you just feed one type of food in your garden, peanuts let's say, you're not giving your birds everything they need. And that distinction could be the difference between birds surviving in your garden and thriving. Just getting back to red starts. As I've already mentioned, the red start is a migratory species, leaving the breeding grounds towards the end of August to move to its wintering range in either Africa or the Arabian Peninsula. The common red star is listed as a UK species of conservation concern. Although the red star is not currently considered at risk of extinction, it appears to be declining in some parts of its range. In the UK, the red star is declining in agricultural areas, primarily due to the destruction of traditionally managed orchards. Changes in woodland management throughout its range, such as reduced grazing and free felling, may potentially allow regeneration of understory plants, thereby reducing the sustainability of current foraging and breeding habitats. All the more reason to feed them right in our garden. Whether you live in the town or country, you can help look after red starts and other garden birds by providing a wildlife friendly garden includes water and having the very very best food available for them foods like peter and paul for more information regarding peter and paul wild bird foods please check out the peter and paul website at www.peter-and-paul.com or pop into one of their wonderful pets corner stores and the nearest store to you can be found at the pets corner website at www.petscorner.co.uk well that's it from me, I hope you've enjoyed this look at Red Starts. For further birds please continue to check out the stream and I look forward to speaking to you soon.